0: Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia Frico, senior content producer and editor of the Booktopian blog. And joining me today from Booktopia is Sarah McDeweling, our kids and YA category manager. And our guests, to- our guests today are the author and illustrator of a beautiful new picture book called Windows, Patrick Guest and Jonathan Bentley. Welcome, guys.
1: Great to be here. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs>
2: Oh, this book that you have made, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. I think I think we were just saying before we started recording that I can't actually get through it without having some high emotions.
0: Yeah, I watched the video like about 40 minutes ago while preparing for this podcast and I was sitting there bawling, my eyes out going, it's just the last page.
2: <laughs> it's, it's just so beautiful. For all the people listening, could you tell us a little bit about Windows?
1: You go, Pat.
3: All right. Well, well, uh, it is an emotional book. I won't. I won't deny that. It's a very. I still get emotional thinking about it. It's. It's. It's my attempt at at seeing this crazy year that we're having uh, through the eyes, initially of my own. Uh, children. I have three children, and, and then, then through the eyes of the children of of the world. So, uh, no, normally when I write a book, I really am writing for an audience of one. But this this was my first attempt at writing for you know five or seven billion people, um, and and just just seeing how the really the real masters of of coping with this year and that is the children how how they do it and um i guess the flip side of that is or the extension of the, the childlike way of looking at things is the the oldest generation um how how they're going as well and they and and celebrating the bond shared by those two generations um and so it's yeah it's it's really a, a very hopeful story um it aims to be a beacon of hope but it, it hopefully it doesn't um sort of patronised too much when it comes to the way children go through things and and look at things and uh, yeah I have uh, three masters of that in my own house (laughs) Um, yeah so maybe we can get to the sort of backstory of how that how I came to write it later but um, John did you want to or Jonathan did did you want to add your own take on it
1: well I mean honestly this is the you know Patrick's Um, story. And I was, you know, very grateful to for him to um, send the text to me before he turned it to anyone else. And I feel very privileged that he did that, you know, like it was one of those stories when you read it straight away. I mean, I was in the middle of actually illustrating two of the books. And when I read it, I was like, oh, no, my first reaction was, oh, no, how am I going <laughs> to, I can't say no to this. And how am I <laughs> going to get it physically done in the time? You know, because I knew time obviously was a important. You know, we had to get this book out as soon as possible. And that's why we made the video, um, because it felt like we, we had to um, share this story as quickly as we could. And obviously, you know printing a picture book normally takes six months. Um, and so we, yeah, so, yeah, that's minimum. Um, but, yeah, like you guys, as soon as I read the story, I was like, oh, Patrick, what have you done <laughs> for me? <You> know? <laughs> um, and uh, I'd actually, I roughed up a um, the, the girl in the window that you see in the first spread um, and the, the first scene in the video, um, it was a, I, I sent a little sketch to Patrick of that and straight away we were on the, you know, we we're on the same page. We, we, we had the, we've worked together on another book called the second sky and we, we kind of, um, are in tune in our thoughts in a lot of ways, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it was in the, in working with Patrick is fairly seamless for me. And, um, so I, I was, extremely happy really to be to be even shown the text
2: well i I love the second sky it's it's actually penguins are my favorite animal (laughs) and um i that is such a just a gorgeous stunning beautiful lovely book so when i heard that you guys were working together again i was i was really excited but nothing really prepared me for for seeing the video and i should mention if you're listening to the podcast we will include a link in the show notes so that you can watch this video, which is the, um, a reading of Windows with all of the illustrations. And I just think, I mean, it's not usual that publishers release the whole book like this, but I think it was a masterstroke because uh, it seems to have just made the world even like all of our customers. We've had such great feedback. I imagine you guys have been getting some amazing feedback on this.
1: I think Patrick's got right. a bit more than me, yeah.
3: I, I'm a, By day, I'm, I'm a physiotherapist and, and um, I'm a shameless self-promoter as well. And, and so, you know, I'm, I might steer the, the discussion away from someone's knee and towards this book <laughs> and them uh, to look at the video as their head's in the hole. Um and uh, yeah, the feedback's normally pretty good, uh, really good. And and it has, I think we're at seventy thousand uh, YouTube views, not that I'm counting. And that's uh, <laughs> only half of those, family and myself. So uh, it's it's really it's, it's doing so well. And just can I just add to to the working uh, the, the team uh, that that John and I are. Uh, look, it, it's just I did remember the. I sent you a text, John. What do you want to be, uh, Simon or Garth, Uncle? <laughs> <laughs> what a dream
2: team! <laughs> um, well, look, I think we've seen amazing response to it, and we've got a whole huge, big stack of people who pre-ordered it. Um, I just think this is you. Um, you mentioned. I think I, I've lost track. I think it was Jonathan who said that it was. Um, making a book for the whole world and this really does feel like it was it's made for everyone and it's the the book that people really need right now so um watching the video I think people just automatically buy straight afterwards
1: yeah I think I think Patrick that said that but I think it I think it's um Patrick's stories always come from the heart and this one especially Patrick if you if you want to outline your personal circumstances that led you to... Because I think it's really, when, when you hear what Patrick went through at that time, uh, how he had to self-isolate from his family, um, it's incredibly powerful. And that's a lot of where um, Pat's stories come from, are from the heart. And it's hard to ignore that. You know, it's, it's such powerful stuff so um pat we'd love to hear we would love to
3: hear that yeah yeah um it's it's not a new thing that that you know our our pain becomes our purpose in many ways and um certainly with a lot of the great art in history has come from that place and look um so my work as a physio i've been working on um, defense force members who have been knocking on doors around Melbourne and, and um uh, nurses um and and people that work in supermarkets and that and, and actually just about the last bloke in Melbourne who gets to put my hands on people um all all day and every day just about so that makes me very exposed to this this virus um and then back at home uh, my oldest son Noah has a a horrible uh, illness uh, called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, and um, look, it could be it could be everything dystrophy. That the condition, it's not just muscular; it affects the lungs and the breathing as well. So, just before this um, uh, pandemic dropped, um, we we'd been to the children's hospital and found out that Noah's lungs are at fifty percent uh, on a good day. So, there I am, only breadwinner. Um, for five mouths and um thinking what do I do here (laughs) how do I do this um and and mortgages to pay and all that sort of thing so we Lisa and I my wife and I chose decided that I would sort of have to keep working really um which meant I had to get out of the house and um so really within um within the first couple of nights of my own isolation and and I'm I'm one of eight kids I, I uh I've never been alone I I sort of went straight from sharing a bedroom with my two brothers to moving in with my uh with my first girlfriend and now wife and then in the share house so I haven't literally had a night alone um you know just about ever in my life um nudging 50 these days so that's a long time to go without any experience of isolation so I had a little bit of excitement to be honest um that lasted about (laughs) 15, 15 minutes and um and then, then the real impact of of loneliness started to kick in very quickly. And um, so, for all those people who are um, are, are sort of experiencing loneliness, I, I, I did have a a dramatic um, crash course in that um, in in the couple of days before just getting that that first sentence really out out the window. I can see a new world looking back at me, and. Um, and the rest sort of rolled on from there it, it, it did it's one of those stories that that wrote itself um and, and normally what happens is is uh, when that when that voice speaks my i'm quoting roomy here my i uh, sell my tongue and buy a thousand ears? so i was really just dropped everything and started started writing uh and then there was a brilliant editing job um that was done through um alison o'brien at at Hardy Grant, Little Hair, um, to sort of broaden the horizon. It was originally a story based on one family, and and she suggested we we broaden it to include um, uh, the whole world. And and so we did that, and um, and that was really it's more the visual storytelling th- through Jonathan that that brings that out. And uh, the result is is what you see. Yeah, yeah. And oh. it's, it's
0: incredible, honestly, and like knowing that there's that beautiful personal significance behind the story just really adds to I guess the childlike sense of wonder that I think really permeates the whole book like you watch that video and what I love about it is that you manage to find these moments of wonder in the everyday so there's the clouds you know there's like there's animals and monsters in the clouds or in the curtains um, but even just the simple act of waving hello has this amazing significance right now yeah. it's just it does. It's so well done
1: I think this is the, in, in part, the genius of Pat's writing, but also that mm. that, that um, sense that children are present in the moment, and that um, we all can learn from them in the sense of how they can mm. live in that moment, and and uh, seeing this story through their eyes um, is really what makes it so powerful. I think, and from my perspective, when when Alison, the editor, made the decision that it should be global, the story. That was great for me because it opened up all these different visual worlds. Um, and we, we chose to sort of pick um, four stories. So four windows that you see out of um, four children. And, um, and then, taking you on that journey from their different visual perspectives um, what they see we see their world and then we you know we at the end we see the people who they're missing and um that tied in with patch beautiful lyrical writing um just i think it's just struck a tone with everybody you know like it's it's just really um and to to work on something at a time when when it's so, you know, to live, like you were living that mm-hmm. moment and working on something at the same time is yeah. quite unique. Like I don't, I, I've never had that experience before.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. And like just on that point of writing like in real time o- about this kind of thing, people in yeah. the book industry have also already been decrying like the oncoming inevitable wave of, pandemic books that are coming but it feels like this is a really special one and it's an incredibly <laughs> topical book um but it's one you can also look back on when the pandemic is past um it's called a time capsule in the book's blurb which seems so apt and i think it'll still resonate with people in the future and do we think that that's because i guess children's books are crafted with a lot more care and person like personal experience like are children's books immune to this pandemic publishing panic
2: Oh, um, just a throw a curly question at you. I know, <laughs> but it's a really good point because I'm, I'll add to it um, before giving you guys a chance to think. Um, We're already seeing pandemic picture books, and there are none like this one. I feel confident to say, uh, Patrick. Earlier, and I'm sorry if it wasn't you said this. I'm having the, the uh, problem of Skype podcasting is it's really. Hard to keep track of who said what. But I believe you voiced a concern earlier about hoping that it wasn't condescending.
0: Yeah, and yeah.
2: there is nothing condescending about this book and there's nothing preachy about this book. This is a book that just yeah. speaks directly to emotion and love. Yeah. And um, and it's the only pandemic-related picture book that I've seen. And there, there, there have been, well, there's a, a lot coming. <laughs> um. It's the only one I've seen that does that. It's just beautiful. And and I guess Liv and I are just wondering and knowing the backstory now and how poignant that is, whether it was something in your head when you were creating this book that you specifically didn't want to make it, make it a preachy kind of book, or if it
3: just magically happened that way. <laughs> Look, I... I... I almost have to go with the magically happened uh, I'll just give you a little bit of insight into the, the how this book has almost been more caught that I, I sort of received it more than than, than crafted it um so we we, we had a, a an interview with with an American uh publisher who were looking to publish our book and was looking to make some significant changes and and um, and one of those was to take out the cloud reference remember this Jonathan and the
1: yes
3: and so so it was an important moment for for, for me artistically and professionally and as a writer and, and maybe for for John as well where we we did want to stand our ground a bit and, and um, look and, and this publisher were terrific I must say the American publisher um, were, were, were great but Jonathan, in defence of of clouds, uh, Jonathan said, uh, "Do remind me quoting you here, Jonathan." that, that
1: no, from not from a really. visual
3: story. From a visual storytelling perspective, um, clouds are universal. I mean, architecture changes, landscape changes, but clouds are exactly the same in London as they are in Sydney or in in Beijing or New York. So it's a visual expression of our shared experience. I'm sitting back listening to John saying to myself, "I just wanted to rhyme with crowds." (laughs) (laughs) I did not put that much thought into it, Um, and and a lot of the lot of the stories, uh, a a lot of the the themes that have come out. I look back and go, "Oh yeah, that's there." And 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 so look, it, it just came from some. A, a place of, of pain in in uh-huh. some ways for me, and, and there was there was a bit of guilt there, uh, you know, leaving leaving my wife at home to to be the teacher, nurse, uh, mother, cook, everything else that she does for our three kids, two with disability, and uh, yeah, so it just it just came out of me that way, so. I I'm glad that it's not patronising. Um, I'm, I'm glad that it's lots of different things, but I I, I wasn't that intentional in, in a lot of it. It's yeah. just come
2: from the heart by the sounds of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and is it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like this is, is this the normal way? Like, do, does the an author and an illustrator get together and make a book and present it to the publisher normally? Or is this an unusual path to publication? <laughs>
3: unusual is the word <laughs> so, um, so I gave Garfunkel uh, an email before um but before even no, I, after the second sky and, and it, he pretty much downloaded my dreams in in the second sky I just as I was writing it I, and uh, Jonathan's illustrations were appearing in my head so it's sort of I don't know if it ever would have come to be uh if if it wasn't for Jonathan's enthusiasm and, and, and then sending me that, that he called it a little sketch. I think it was a, it was a masterpiece within, I don't know, was it a day you whipped that one up? Just the the, yeah. the illustration of the redhead girl. And as soon as I saw her uh, looking very much like my daughter, Gracie, uh, <laughs> I thought, Oh, he's, he's tapped in here. We're, we're away. And, and yeah, the rest sort of rolled on from there. We, we really, at early days, we didn't even know if it was going to be a book, maybe, contact a newspaper or put it out there online as a video or something but uh, as soon as um hardy grant
1: it almost Sorry. seemed a book a book almost seemed a bit clunky in a way you know the, the process of producing a book um as you, as i said before can take minimum six months and i mean we've done to to be fair to hardy grant they've turned this one around really quickly which we're incredibly grateful for um but it, it seemed like we had to sort of um, get this message out get this story out as soon as possible um, and part of you know when we went to the publisher um, we, we, we stressed that is there any way we can do some kind of audio story or, or a video and you know they did a great job in the end and we, we Pat and I were really chuffed that it, it got made so quickly and that um, you know because we did really want it to be to help people in a way to, you know, to, to sort of um, to be shared as quickly as possible. Because, um, I mean, I could tell, like you guys, as soon as I read it, um, that um, it was special. Um, and you don't, you know, as an illustrator, when you illustrate someone else's story, you, for me personally, I can tell quite quickly. Um, usually I might sort of think about it for a a few days or a week if I'm allowed that amount of time and then I'll, but your intuition is generally right. And so I was very, you know, like I knew straight away, I had to say yes to this and um, it, it just bowled me over straight away. And I was, yeah, so it's, I think it's, it's so heartfelt and so strong because of Pat's background story and because of what he was going through at the time, as we've said. And, Maybe that's the difference with this particular book. And, you know, Pat's writing is just so beautiful. But um, as I said, I'm just really grateful that we're a team and we get to do this. Occasionally we work together and there is a kind of shorthand that after working together a few times that, you know, helps with the process. So.
3: Does it. and in terms of if we're a team and if we're a band, uh, the lead singer is definitely our our man Jonathan, who <laughs> um, you make everything.
1: I think it. I'm on drums, you're definitely the lead singer, mate. I'm definitely
3: on drums. I'm loving the parcel arrived in the mail two days ago, <sighs> the actual tangible book.
2: Oh, you held a, the
3: finished copy. I have. I have a tradition of sleeping with, uh, with the the first copy for oh. the first night. Maybe the second. Night. So it's a little bit creased now. But have Jonathan? Have you received yours yet? Or,
1: uh, no. Um, I guess I'm, I'm living in the UK at the moment, and um, yeah. I'm hoping it's winging its way over as we speak. Uh,
3: yeah, it's next level. If if you love the the video, the the tone of uh, I don't know, it's gone with a slightly different tone through through the colours, and it's oh, it's, it's it really is a portable art gallery, and because with a book you can you can dive into a book, um, yeah, you know, your nose is in there, you're right in there, and so you're you're climbing that tree with the postman, and you're you're up there in the clouds, and then when there's that scene where the um the grandfathers are all singing to their grandchildren it's like face to face it brings them so much closer than than it is on a flat page i love it it's just it's it takes it to another level with the tangible book so yeah
2: um i've been really really looking forward to seeing this one in real life i think um again that it just speaks to how how special a story this is that you can see every page and have the story read to you by the author in a video and the first thing you want to do is afterwards is hold it in your hands and read it to a child. Like, I, I just think that's amazing. Like, mm. there's, a, there's a real reason that all picture books don't usually get released in video first. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it would really take, take the wind out of their sails in most cases, but in this case, I think it just it does the opposite. It's the best thing you could have done.
1: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and that's, good that's, good,
3: that's really
2: nice to hear. Mm. Uh, normally, yeah. we we ask people, you know, when they come on, what's up next for them. But I just kind of want to hear that. I, I feel like we're really living in the moment of this book. That's kind of jarring to look ahead. But I do wonder, um, you know, if you guys already have a plan for a, a book together in the future.
1: Oh, Pat. Well, <laughs> we might do. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, it's we, um, you go, Pat.
3: Well, uh, let's just say we might, with a capital M. Uh, and um, <laughs> <laughs> there are there are many other projects um, on the way. Uh, I know that John has a spectacular book out, um, Cat and Dog, as well. Um, go bananas and um uh as he mentioned he was working on a couple of other books and there's there is uh, another story um coming out uh, uh illustrated by an italian fellow um that i've written as um coming out next year but uh look there's um i'll always be seeking opportunities to um to work with john <laughs> whenever i can so
1: <laughs> mike with yeah, a capital M. yeah <laughs> we I've I've got a, a another book coming out um, which I've written as well um, called Grump, which is a a Donald Trump book in a way, but it's, um, um, and so it's a picture book about um, basically um, not behaving, being rude, being grumpy, and um, about manners. Um, so that one's coming out soon too. Um, but, um, oh my gosh,
2: that sounds that sounds funny. <laughs> I remember yeah, that one well being sold that, into that, us actually. <laughs> I
1: mean, that was one of the books I was working on when Pat sent me Windows, and it was it was a real juxtaposition <laughs> of um, stories to be working on at the time, both quite rooted in the times, but but very very different. Um, and I guess that's one of the wonderful things about working in children's. Um, books and writing stories I mean it's just you you know the possibilities are endless of what you can end up working on um I certainly wouldn't have written windows at the time that wasn't my experience at that time I mean obviously I was in lockdown um in England Mm. and you know obviously things were quite a lot worse here at the time and, and still are really than they are in Australia but um it, it, um, my experience was very different. I was very fortunate um, in, in one sense. We were in a beautiful part of England in the countryside and we were essentially locked down in a, in a house. We, it, the only problem for us during the lockdown was that um, we'd made plans to we sort of move every three or four months to different places, um, rent different places, and we were supposed to go to Bologna Book Fair and then go to Spain And all those things got cancelled. So essentially we found ourselves almost homeless at one point. Um, But we did, through the kindness of a lady who rented a cottage um, just up the road from where we were staying at the time, um, she rented that cottage to us for less than half of what it normally is rented for. And so we ended up staying there for four months um, during the worst of lockdown. And that's where I... Um, illustrated windows um, looking out over very beautiful countryside um, and uh, you know I'll, I will always remember that that period is in one way, like everybody I guess you know in one way it's quite scary what was happening and in the other way I you know you you tend to feel grateful for um, the things you have and uh, it made made me respect how lucky I was and, lot you know, the fact that so many people had it so much worse. Um So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those moments. And my daughter also was, she came, she was caught, one of those people who was unfortunately caught travelling at the time mm. and couldn't get a flight back from New Zealand to the UK. Their flights kept getting cancelled. So, she ended up living with us as well, and she helped me at the time because she's very creative, and she helped me at the time work through my workload of, of books that I had. And I, had she not been there, I don't know if I'd have been able to complete Windows. So that was another fortuitous situation that she managed to get back to the UK on one of those few flights that were coming back through Asia. So. Uh, just, just,
2: that blows my mind. It really just feels as as though this book was meant to be and that fate conspired on both sides to kind of make it happen. And what a wonderful woman um, mm. to rent you that place.
1: That yeah. Time. Yeah. I mean, it just I have to, I'm, I promised I'd send the copies of the books that I did when I was in the house because um, it was just so generous and, I, you know, She, I mean, she had a lot of her bookings cancelled, obviously, at the time, but she didn't know me and she didn't need to do that. She was incredibly generous. So I shall always be so grateful to her because at the time it was very difficult to find anywhere to rent. You know, like we were slowly everywhere. We did book a place in Wales and then the lady said, look, I'm sorry, we're going to have to cancel because for whatever reason we can't, we can't um, let you come to Wales. Um, we've got a you know there's a small community here and actually where we were in the lake district there was quite a lot of hype there was a high number of cases and so we you know it was um it was a tricky time really but uh i felt incredibly grateful to work in the industry that i do that i still had my work in in that even in isolation i could still illustrate and work on books i mean it's a It's a wonderful profession to be part of, and we're incredibly Mm. lucky. Sure is.
3: It's great.
2: Well, it's amazing to think that while you both were, and everyone, I guess, going through such a terrible time, that something as, as special as this book has come out of it and is being already shared with so many people and soon to be many, many more.
1: Yeah, I mean, just, um, you know, if you can make someone smile at the end of the day. um, Or cry. Or cry. Or cry. You know
2: what? (laughs) It's especially good when you can make them do both, and this book, (laughs) I think, does both. Um, I've yet to get through without a few tears, but it's always with a smile on
3: my face. (laughs) That's great. That's the the ultimate compliment. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Well, I think we'd better wrap it up there unless you had any more questions, Sarah.
2: Oh, no, I could keep going forever. Since
0: that's on that, so I'm, like, I'm going to have to cut you off. I think you're notorious. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today, Patrick and Jonathan. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk about this book with you because uh, if you haven't guessed by now, we think it's stunning, it's beautiful, it'll make you laugh, and it'll make you cry. So thank you so much for coming and sharing the, the experience of writing it with us.
1: Thank you. That's great. Thank you very much. Lovely to talk to you. And have a great day. Yes,
0: you thank too. you. And for everyone listening at home, you can pre order your copy of uh, Windows by Patrick Guest and Jonathan Bentley from Booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.
3: Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget,